How are we doing this morning? Awesome. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. Oh. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop an ample fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop an ample fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop an ample fresh your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency in my seat for me to your son. But, Father, in case they stop at your servant, please turn your servant into a detour son. I may show him the way to the cross. Because, God, it's absolutely nothing about me. It's completely all about you. And because it's completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me, I pray for two things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. No, God, I pray for spirit of change. If your people are challenged and convicted by your word, they'll be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, let your Shekinah glory to the midst of this temple, and please accept the offering today I present to you in our sight, Lord of my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're doing a series called God Owns It All. Last week we talked about the root of blessings, which basically talk about the spiritual giving of, of, of the tithe. Today, we're talking about the grace to give. The grace to give. We're going to be in second, we're going to be in second. Corinthians chapter 8, and so I have a lot, I have a lot of notes to give you today, so 2 Corinthians chapter 8, um, the main text is going to be 2 Corinthians 8 9, which says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that through his poverty might become rich. Um, we want you to realize that in this writing, Paul took giving as a major discipleship issue. It wasn't about just giving, but Paul, this, Paul knew that your giving played a direct role in your discipleship of how you view God. It was an expression of your faith, and grace giving is beyond, is, is beyond tithing, beyond, it's, it's your full expression of who Jesus is. The text comes from a story of the people of Corinth and their overwhelming um, desire to do something right. And while they was doing something right beginning, they stopped. So Paul gives now an encouragement. He gives the encouragement of grace giving. He tells them, now listen, you have you got to go beyond what you're doing. you got, you got to go a little bit beyond because you're, you're doing good, but you, you start something real good, then you, then you kind of stop. He says here, grace giving also is costly giving. You just can't give God his, give God a grace gift if it doesn't cost you something. The text says in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians eight and one two says, "Moreover, brethren, we have made known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abound in the riches of their liberty." In other words, he said this here: even in spite of even in spite of their difficulties and their afflictions, they stay, they still gave to God to the church to, to support the church in Jerusalem in spite of where they were at. Um, a lot of people want to, want to, um, like this, like this, this picture, this quote I got here. This is what some people do. We should donate some, we should donate some eggs and hams, ham and eggs. And look, 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 look what the pig said. For you, that's a contribution. For me, what? And I think some people want you to give contributions and not tax sacrifice. Sacrificial giving is sacrifice. 
Grace giving is sacrifice. It's not just throwing something out there. Just chicken can put more eggs out there. But the pig said, if I give, I'm giving it all. I can't come back from this gift. Grace giving is saying, God, I trust you all the way. I'm giving, I'm giving what I, I'm giving to you something beyond my belief, something I believe that you have called me to give you because of the need of the need and the situation. Um, a lot of us, when it comes to grace giving, you can't put an amount, you can't put in a time, you can't put a place. When, when God speaks to your heart about grace giving, it's one of those moments you just got to move. It's just, just got to go, and, and, and he got to, and he got to cost you. He got to mean something to you. In, in, in 2 Corinthians 8 and 3, it also is, is cooperative giving. It's giving for a cause to advance something. The text says, for I bear witness to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability. They were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministers to the saints. They didn't have much, but they felt that because the church of Jerusalem was part of them, they had to give. It was cooperative. They had. Was, yesterday we had a great we had a great event. So we had the block party in two locations. It was amazing. It was awesome. Um, we served in Spring Valley. We served in San Diego. Um, a couple thousand people. We did that as a cooperative church. The entire church. We saw members from El Cajon there. Spring, I mean, everybody, all, all church was, was there. Some of the network was there. We were there cooperative as a family to help bless the community. Because why? The cooperative gifts, the costly sacrificial gifts to the members here helped us provide and feed and take care of all those people. And, and it's got to the point now where it was amazing. Well, it's, it's just humorous. A lot of us who was there were kind of bored. We're used, to so mo- we're used to such a high level of, our season of love is, is, is like this high, intense thing we do. And yes, it was very, very kind of low-key, kind of like, we, we're done, and there's nothing else to do. And, and because we are, we have, we, ex- we are giving so much out, and we, and we got the event, it was like, okay, we got done over there at 10 o'clock, we got done, spring. we had two events done by, 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 two, by 1 o'clock. And our people were like, Okay, well, next year we can, can we do a whole lot better? Can we, do a lot, can we go back to normal where we got thousands upon thousands of people coming because this is not what we do. And, and it's, it's good to feel that as a cooperative family, I mean, I, I was feeling that, but everyone I talked to said they felt the same way. This is not what we do. We need to get back to what, what we, we are, blessing the masses and blessing the community and, and, and being more engaged. Because why? We believe in cooperative giving. Because here's, here's a good thing. God gives us things to share. God doesn't give us things to what? New seasons, we're, we're a gift, we're a gift. Go back. We're, we are, we're a gift to the body of Christ. We are a gift to the body of Christ. And we got to share what God's given us. There's also convictional giving. Convictional giving is, look at the text. The text says, so not only had we had hope, but they first gave themselves to who? The Lord. And then to us by the will of God. Convictional giving is, is they first realize this belongs to God. 
This is God. I'm, God's been really good. God's been amazing to me. God is, 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 is the reason why I'm doing this. If you give for any other reason than, than to glorify God, keep, keep, it, keep, keep it. He said, now, he, 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 said, he said here, so not only did we help, did we, did, have we hope, but they gave first to the Lord. They served, they did with the folks. Then they, then to us by the will of God. Then to us, these words reveal that the giving was an hour expression of their utter dedication to God. The crowning point of generosity was their complete self-surrender. How important is it for you to please God? At the end of the day, how important is it, is, is it for you to please God? A lot of us do things for the sake of the ministry, sake of the church. But I want you to know real clear as, as your leader that the, ultimate, that the ultimate reason why we do things is to the glory and honor of God. It's not about new season. New season has the overflow from the glory and serving of God. But while we do what we do, what we do is for the glory and to the honor of God. And he says here, that they that not only was they had hopeful, but they first gave themselves. In other words, they gave the, they they gave it all to God, and then giving to the, the his grace giving was an issue because why they already gave it out to God. When you give it all to God, giving of your gifts and your grace, giving extra doesn't mean nothing to you because you realize God has it anyway. But when you start worrying about most about your, you can't give it. You're still worried about yourself. Can't, you can't even tap into grace. You can't even tap into the gift of grace because you're so busy into, it, into how this affect me. Well, really, it's about it's about God. If God is moving, if God is moving on your heart, you hear the word, and and, and Paul is saying something. Paul says, "Listen, Corinthians, the Macedonian church did it, the Philippian church did it, the Thessalonica church did it." And you started off doing it, but all of a sudden you stopped because you start thinking about yourself. It says here in Matthew six, three or four. It says. But when you do a kindness, kind, this is from the um, Living Bible. When you do a kindness to someone, do it what? Secretly. Don't tell your left hand what your right hand is doing. And your father who knows all secrets do what? A lot of people give because they want people to see it. That's not grace giving. There are people um, who is just... Um, you know the one thing about one thing I can tell you about living on faith is people you would think would bless you don't, and people who you don't expect to bless you bless you. It's an absolute, but Sam, it's absolutely it's, it's mind-boggling. The people who I know got it in my own some summation got it. Don't do nothing, <laughs> and the ones who don't have I'm thinking they ain't got nothing. Do the most. Like good night, but then I realize those who got it want to do it in a bragging way. Those who really got those who those who I assume got it want to do it in the floor show. Those who do it in secret, they want to do it between me and God, us and God. And you know what? And I'll be honest with you, those are blessed. Those are the best gifts because. There are moments when I'm praying, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a hard spot, and I won't ever come out begging for no money. 
I don't I'm not doing that. So I go to say, Lord, you know I'm where I'm at, you know what I need. And Lord, we we can kind of short da 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 and I pray. And that same day, I get an envelope, I get something in the envelope that's way more than I expect. Or I go online and someone I'm going, Man, that's nice. And God answers my prayer. And it and it literally shows me when I'm when I'm faithful to God. I don't have to go out and and, and be the guy on TV and said, you don't do it if you're going to die. No, I, I just go to God. And God will touch the hearts of those who are spiritual. The Bible says, he will have an ear, let him hear. If you, are, if you are praying, if you are praying for your pastor, praying for your church, there are some moments in your day where God would put something on your heart that you got to move on. And when you move on it, I got to call um, Deacon Paul, thank you for going to, to, to Bright Hope yesterday. Um, that's grace giving is a sacrifice of yourself. Um, the pastor from Deacon, I sent Deacon Paul to a church the other day to um, to minister to, to to serve, and the pastor called me back elated. He said, "Man, you seen the summers? Y'all just a servant church. We were so blessed with my brother Deacon Paul. Good night." Because some churches won't do that. It's all about them. But we serve our we serve our family. We serve our we serve the by everyone from the from the top to the bottom. We serve the by Christ. And he called, went on, and I don't know what you did, but, but you blessed their heart tremendously. <laughs> I want you to know what you blessed you he went on, he railed about what you I said, Okay. <laughs> I wasn't there. But I know he was blessed. But I do know if Deacon Paul is a part of New Seasons Church. And it's following the vision of New Seasons Church. There's an expectation of what should come when New Seasons is in the house. You know what I'm talking about? If I send you someplace as a leader, there's an expectation that you should be this because we have a, an expectation of, of serving, of, of, of presenting ourselves in such a way people know, oh, you're from New Seasons Church. You are correct. So whatever he did, it fulfilled the role and expectation that people have for us as a ministry and beyond. He said, man, that's why I'm part. He said, man, listen, you guys are really for real. Because everybody did it from top. He don't know Deacon Paul, but he knew the spirit of this church. And he felt that because why? It, 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 it's convictional. Our conviction as a church, as a ministry, is to serve. It's, it's, it because we're, our conviction comes from God. That's why it's conviction. That's why it's convictional. We do something here. It's not about us trying to please me or please. No, God, we're trying to please you. We're so convicted about who you are, what you've done in our life. We've got to go and give ourselves up. We've got to give ourselves up to you because why? You've been such amazing to us. It is. It's better. It's better. It's giving is better than receiving because what? Giving starts to what? And people have got to understand that. You can't start the process without first giving. You just can't, you can't receive without first, the process is worth. I must first give first to receive. I must first give of, my, of myself before I can receive. It's part of the process. And we try to teach you here that giving of yourself. You know, uh, there's nothing greater to realize that you're sitting upon this earth for a task. And then find out that task and do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It, 
when you find your purpose in life, there's nothing greater than doing that thing that you know God has called you to do because it's your purpose. Say, go to 2 Corinthians 9 7. I hope, hope you can read this. It's in the Amplified Version, and, and I like the way it, sa- it said that each one give as he had made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowful or under compulsion, compulsion for God's love. You're not trying to be to, to make it happen. He takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver, whose heart is in, whose heart is in his giving. God is saying, if your heart isn't in what you're doing, don't do it. And I mean that. I mean that really. People like, Pastor, you don't we, No, if your heart's not in it, don't do it. We may lose money for doing that. It's all right. I don't, want, I don't want money that you don't want to give. I, God doesn't want money you don't want to give him. Because you, you, you convict, you, you're convict, it's convictional. I mean, I don't teach y'all stuff in the Word of God that I don't do. God's been real good to me. There's friends. Karen went to a wedding. Karen went to a funeral yesterday. One of our cousins. One of our cousins died. And um, you know how you go to a funeral, and a man gets up and starts saying something about his person. Some, said something about the deceased person. You know. So he was the last speaker of the of the event. He got to see how him and his friend was in college, and they, they got saved in college, and they did this and did that. Then he said, I'm going to miss my friend. He's paused and dropped dead at the funeral. Yes, sir. At someone else, so there's a dead body at the front. His best friend is giving him a story about how much his friend me- means to him. How they grew to grew up in church, they grew up in God's faith, they got saved in college, and da 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 da. He said, I'm gonna miss my friend. Stop and drop straight back and die. No one saw that. No one knew that coming to that funeral was gonna be that person's last day. No one knew that. Tell him about how much he missed his friend. He would have a massive heart attack at the podium, at the funeral. No one knew that. Because guess what? No man know the day, know the hour when, when the Son of Man coming. You don't know when God's going to call you back. So when I'm giving, I'm giving conviction because, God, this might be my last time. And when God moves on your heart to give, I don't want to be disobedient to God and it might be my last. This could be my last sermon. Could be my last day. So I live my life in a costly, convictional way where, God, I'm going to bless you no matter what you do. Because why? I believe this could be it. Mr. Omar, I live each day. James says, life is like a vapor. You don't know. He said, Matthew, take no thought for tomorrow. There's enough stuff in today to take care of. So I don't, I plan, but I don't focus. Because it could be over. So when I come to giving, when it comes to, to, 
to, to doing stuff for God? That's why yesterday messed, yesterday messed so many people up because we were like, it's not what, it wasn't what we do. It's like we didn't push ourselves yesterday. Like, mm. wasn't yesterday kind of boring? Because it's not what we do. New season's in, it's in the grind. Like, and we're like, okay. Right, Brock? When they was like, this ain't anything else we can go do? Because <laughs> why? We do it out of conviction and out of passion. When that was a met, we felt like we didn't do our best. Everybody else was like, wow, it's amazing. We was like, really? Okay. Why? Because I try to teach our conviction. We're not doing it just to be new season. No. Colossians says, all that you do, do it unto, unto the Lord. So I try, I try to teach y'all that when we do something as a, as a church family, as a cooperative family, we don't. We are doing it all for the glory and to the honor of God. That means we give it, we lay it all in the field. We give it all. And we don't feel that we've done that. We don't feel good. And yesterday, it was a good event. Trust me, it was a good event. They loved the event. But I felt good as a pastor. Because the church didn't feel good. Because it wasn't what we do. That made me going, that's, that's the season. That, that's, 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 that's my crew. That's my crew. That's the family. Because we should, if I don't feel good about something, y'all should definitely not feel good about something. Because y'all should have my spirit. And the whole church is like, yeah, it's all right, but say next year we got we to go back to normal. This, was, this wasn't us. Because we do things from conviction. And we, we don't do it from conviction and passion. We don't want to do it. Also, it's continuous giving. Um, this, this is, this is um, very important. Verse 6. He tells them, um, so I urge, oh, 5. 5 says, not only, do, not only do we hope that it gave the to the Lord, that, that word first means that they were the first one to give. But they first gave themselves to the Lord and us. They were the first one to give. Then he goes in verse 6 says, So we urge Titus that as he began, that he would also complete his grace in you as well. But as you have abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in love for us, see that you what? Abound also in his grace. You should have, you should have your note says that. What Paul is saying, you've done good in everything else. When it comes to giving, you fall short. He said, he said, you, 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 you have great faith. You, do, you, you preach well. Great Bible study. You serve the community. That's what people tell me, Pastor, I, don't have, I can't give my treasure. I give my time. Um, that's part of it, but you still post, treasure supposed to come too. Tied, you, do, you, great, you do great in faith. Pray a lot, great speakers, great Bible study, great serving, and you love us, but you you ain't filling the task and giving. You started. You the one told you rally everybody else to, to give to, to the Jerusalem church, and you gave an offering, and also you said, "Eh, we'll stop." Then you pull back. You don't pull back in faith. You don't pull back in preaching. You don't pull back in teaching. You don't pull back in, in, in serving. But you come to come to giving, you pull you pull back on giving. Hold up, wait, Paul said, wait a minute. You can't pull back on that. If you don't pull back on all the rest, how can how can it's it amazing you can have a church that that does that has faith, knowledge, 
um, love people. But when it comes to giving, they back up. Paul says, you can't do that, Corinthians. You can't back up. You, if, you, if, you want, if, you are, if you are a true church that loves the Lord, and you, you got faith, you serve, you, you preach, you, you, you love the people, hold up. You must also complete this part. And one thing, when I, when I read this, that, that verse there, beloved, I, I hit, a, hit, me, hit me dead in the eye. Is that New Seasons? The season has a lot of faith. We take, we take more risk than, we take more risk than anybody I know. We do, we do more outrageous stuff than people that say, well, I ain't gonna, that new season's crazy. We, get, we got faith. I bet we got some of the best teachers in the, in the planet in our church. I bet we got some of the, some of the, some of the, some, some of the, some, the wisest Bible stylers in our church. We serve, we go to Rachel, you went to Rachel, we had Rachel house last night. When we, we, we did the, think about this here. We, the block party went from 6 o'clock in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. Ladies were serving the block party, went home, got some coffee, and then went to Rachel's house from 6 till whatever time we went there. Last night, that's, that's some working. That's some serving. We do real good. But come time for offering, <laughs> we, gonna, we, 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 we back up. We slow down. We go, oh, you know, well. You know, God, you know, I really can't. Wait a minute. How come you can serve? How come you can serve and you can teach? But it comes to actually showing God, I trust you with everything we back up. Paul says here, Corinthians, don't do that. Don't start. Don't be incomplete in this. Because let me tell you something. I, one thing that, that I do have to say that my um, Reverend Dorsey taught me, is that you would tell people's faith by their giving. And I didn't believe that I said, yeah, you should try. I just said, I just said, yeah, you should try to give my, give my money. But as I got older, he is dead on. He is dead right. Because I've watched people say they love Jesus. I mean, love the Lord and give and give God nothing. And say, well, He knows my heart. Yeah, you don't love Him. If the Word says. There are certain things you got to do. But guess what? You got to do what the word says. How can, how can, you, do, how can, you, how can you do the word in, in prayer and faith and loving? When it comes down to the money that you say you earned, you can't get it back to God. Because why? You think you've earned it. And it's not yours. The earth is the, the, earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof. So all the increase goes to God. And you'll say, well, God, you know, no, yeah, yeah, I do know you. And you're saying you don't love me. Because... My wife wants this big gift. She wants this crazy gift. God is crazy what she wants. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not that it's expensive. It's just, it's a ridiculous. Where, where, where my married men at? Where my married men at? You know how your wife wants, wants a piece of furniture that don't make no sense to be in the house? Wants, want, 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 want an item that just doesn't make sense to be in the house? Like, babe, where are you going to put this? But I want it, babe. Where? It just looks good. I just want it. It looks really good inside this store, but bring it to the house. It ain't gonna work. But baby, I just want it. So, so she wants this thing. I'm like, where you gonna put this thing at? This this is gonna be the worst thing in the world. But guess what I'm gonna do? Guess what I'm gonna do, sisters? Sis, sis. Jen, 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 guess what I'm gonna do, Jen? I'm gonna get it. You know why? I love the heck out of Karen. I absolutely adore that woman. Period. 
there's no, I love her. So no matter how awkward this is going to be, how much I don't think we need to get this thing in my house, but it's going to make her happy. So I'm going to go get this thing, and I'm going to figure out where she's going to put it because it's going to make her happy. How can I do that for Karen, and I don't do that for God? I can't. All I do is, for, is my conviction that God just, I love, I love you. And I'll do it, I'm going to do it over and over and over and over and because you've just been good. And I don't just give, there are gifts, there are things that God has done for you, you can't even begin to pay back. I mean, God's grace and God's mercy. Paul said, this got to be continuous. I mean, you think about where you could be and where God has you now. You could have a, go, go, but God's endless gift of grace and mercy and love. I mean, when people don't respond to God, it, 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 Janet kills me. I'm going, I know where you could be at. And you don't give God the glory? It's, it stresses you out to give God your best and your all? You could have this. You could have that. Yesterday, I was sit, I was sit down with a person, and um, one of our members, that area in Skyline is their hood, where they grew up at. I, I didn't know that. They were, because, you know, they had kind of, I thought they were kind of, you know, they, they came on the other side of the track. They said, no, nah, I, I, I I'm a rock throw from my house. I said, what? She said, you? I said, yeah. Get out of here. She said, I saw some of my old friends here. I said, you did? And it broke my heart. I said, what you mean? Pastor, they ain't left. The same mentality they had at high school, they have it now in their 50s. The same mentality they had defeated I saw some people who, who we said were going to be the best end up being the worst. People who were supposed to be this and that are in line to get a turkey. I was the, I was the one that could, wasn't going to make it, and I'm the one giving them a turkey. I said, this was a, she said, you said one time, you said past the sermon, Decisions determine what? Destiny. See, I saw a lot of people there who made decisions that determined their destiny that I would have never thought they would have made. She said, I am so glad that I came to realize how blessed I am. And I took it for granted how blessed I am. Every decision I made brought me to this point where I am now blessed and I realized I could be there. And you don't give God the glory? My friend, um, my friend Poochie, the guy was my, I think it was to my, my big brother, Poochie and Earl, used to, Earl's dead, and Poochie died in November. He was 57. Pancreatic cancer. Poochie had tons of money. He was a chef. Out. 
Gucci used to help beat people up and fight for me. He's my big brother. He called and we took we had we helped him pay his rent one time and 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 my closest friend that I grew up with still lives with his mom at, at 58. I mean, Jen, but for the grace of God, I could be there. Because I could be right there. Pooch doesn't have any kids. Nita's there with them. So they die with no legacy. They die with no, no history, no nothing. Didn't give himself. Didn't give himself. Didn't, didn't give himself to anybody. There's no one to pour themselves into. I've raised a bunch of kids, my own, others. I'm involved in people's lives forever, and to watch people die in their 50s and 30s and 40s who haven't given themselves up for nobody, but by the grace of God. text says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. What that's saying is that Christ didn't have to come down. He didn't gamble. He had it all. You must realize Christ was in heaven to the problem, he had it all. He had it all. But dad, his father said, I need to redeem this, this, this awesome creation I have. I got to redeem it. I got to bring it back to me. And Christ said, okay, dad, I'll go down. I'll leave heaven. I'll leave the amazing. I'll leave all of this, the glory and the honor, having leaves of angels, glory, glory, glory. I leave all this and I will debase myself. You realize Christ coming down and, 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 and going through a womb and dirt is, is debasing himself. I mean, he's the king of kings. He became us, his own creation, and then died for us when he had to. He became poor so we could have life. I mean, Christ's gift was, Christ's giving was sacrificial. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't get death, Christ's death. You, I, I know why people can't give. They, they don't see what Christ did for them. They don't see. They don't get it. They don't see someone who had it, who had it all came down and said, you know what, I'll die for him. He, it says in Hebrews 9, 14, it says this here, it says, um, it says, you think, think, you think, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God by the power of the eternal spirit. Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Just think about it. There is nothing you can do to earn your salvation. Nothing you can do to, you can't work for it. You can't, you can't give for it. It's a free gift that costs God his only begotten son. 
I, I hate when people say, salvation's free. No, it ain't. Salvation's not free. The Bible says it's a gift from God. How do you know that every gift costs somebody something? Nobody gives a gift free. It costs the giver something to get you the gift. Salvation costs God to watch his only begotten son battered, bruised, denied, spit upon from a people he made, he created, that the people who he loved could come have access back to him. Here we are saying we can't give our all back to God. We got this, we got that. You do know at the end of the day, the Bible says that every deed you do, every idle word, will, he said, it'll be put in the fire. Hay, stubble, wood, gold, silver. We put the fire. What lasts will keep with you in heaven. What doesn't, burns. What are your works? What kind of works you have? Are they wood, hubble, stubble? Are they wood, uh, are they precious gold? You do know the more fire you put on gold, the more pure, the more pure fire it gets. The more pressure you put on diamonds, the more bright they shine. The more things you so he's saying, listen here, if you are truly one of mine, the more you put, the more I put on you, the brighter you'll shine. But if you're not, you're just a wood, hubbles, wood, stumble, and, and, and hay in this, this chaff, you'll burn up and amount to nothing. But if you're gold, you're a precious stone, because we call we call precious, we, precious you're a precious stone. The more I put on you, the brighter you. You ever seen people that the harder you hit them, the more they come back? You met them kind of people? That when, they, when the people say, man, they ain't no way in the world they're going to come back. And they come back even stronger? And where they come back? They come back even stronger? Because why? They're made. They're, 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 they have something about them that says, I can't quit. Why? There's something about them. And that's what we should be. And God says, I sent my son for you for that. When you say you can't give God the glory, I want to, um, um, I'm going to let y'all know up front, um, we, we're going we're gonna to do this thing in, in about two weeks. Um, I want you to just quote for us, Mother Teresa. It says here, a sacrifice must be what? It must what? It must what? It must think about that. A sacrifice, a real sacrifice, it must cost you something. It's got to hurt. You got to be infinite of yourself. But ain't that? Damn, it ain't. You just contribute something. It ain't real. <laughs> a true sacrifice must cost something. It's got to hurt. And it's got to, you don't want to do it, but you got to do it because it's a sacrifice. How many of us here in this room has, has gold, got, have goals? Okay. Goals. Goals, things you want to get done. Okay. Sorry because I got this call. That's what I'm trying to talk really slow. I got this call. I'm going to do something on the, on the last Wednesday night, the last Wednesday night Bible class. And this is the last um, point I got here. So I'm going to let you know right now. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to do it because I want you to start thinking about it. The next point was, oh, it's the Satan's way. It was spiritual. Here, here's, um, this is something spiritual. I want to go back to this. That's the point. Yeah. Christ giving was spiritual. He died that we might become rich. 
the last Wednesday night Bible class in December. I want you, I'm, I'm telling you now, I want you, to start, I want you to write yourself a letter to you five years from now about who you should be in five years. Dear Tracy, by now you're not a supervisor of the plant. You just bought your first, you just bought your second house. You've already done this. You're now a deacon. You, and you, by this time you're doing, I'm glad you achieved this. And write yourself a letter to you. I want you to seal it. We're going to put it into our ark. And then five years from now, we're going to open the ark up. I'm going to give everybody a letter. And read, it, and read that letter to, your, to you, what you wrote. And then see how much of what you said in that came true. Because we don't dream no more. We don't have no more. We don't have no drive. And God, God is, um, the mind you, the one thing about God elevating you spiritually, you think differently. Um, Philippi, I'm thinking different. I said, God, why, why do I want my church? To, why should the church? He said, God, I need the church to start thinking, dreaming, and fulfilling their mission. And the Bible says, write, it, write the vision down. Make it plain. They can run with it. So challenge them to write down what they want, put it in the altar, and then tell them to live it. But in five years, can you, can you imagine, I asked someone this other day, um, you got some of you guys are too young to do this. Well, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Suppose you could go back and talk to you at 24. Would you, would, you, would, you, would you tell yourself something? If you could, if you could go back and tell yourself what you, now you, 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 you've already lived your life, you, 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 you're just age now, and, you, and, and someone says, hey, I'm going to let you go back and talk to you for one hour at 24. What would you tell yourself at 24 after what you've learned today, all you've learned in your life, and go back and tell yourself something at 24? An hour wouldn't be enough. We had, or 18. Jim, man, going back to 18, said, girl, listen. Brock, I mean, think about it. Imagine you can go back and talk to you at a younger age. With all that you learn now, all that you know now, and you're sitting there, you ain't go out, and you say, come here, let me talk to you right quick. Who are you? I'm you in the future. Huh? Tell you what. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Your boy don't want to go to the party, don't go. Stay home, <laughs> study. No, I'm telling you, it'll change everything. Do this. And your whole trajectory will what? God says, challenge them to think today who they really are. It's almost like you're writing yourself again, saying, you felt in, at 20, you should be here at 25. You read the letter at 25 realize, wow, I didn't get nothing done. I guarantee you won't leave the next five years the same way. Because God's challenging me to get this church to a whole other place. Unless you start believing that you are fearfully wanted to me, that you are the apple of his eye, that you are, because why? This is spiritual. 
I'm trying to get into your spirit to give, to understand who you are in God. I'm telling I'm going to challenge you so much this, this year. You're going to get sick of me. Because why? Christ sacrificed all for you. I'm going to tell the kids, write yourself a letter. At the, write you a letter to your, 21, to, to your person of 21. Say, hey, you should be down on, on your way. You should be now graduating from Harvard. You should have, have five offers from, from, from great law schools or scientist schools. And you should be picking, you should be picking your, 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 your undergrad, your, your, your graduate school now and your college. And, and I should be, I mean, getting, I mean, just write what you should get. And, and you should expect it. I mean, just expect what you should be at. I got a kid. Um, my, my, God, my, um, my, my grandson, Samir, went to a, it's called the Harvard, it's called the, um, the, um, the, ha- the Havanar School. And he had to enter this school, so the school's 35 miles a year. He's trying to give him a scholarship to go to the school. This is crazy school. He's like guaranteed college. So he goes to the interview. He tells the guy, oh, I plan to go to MIT and study robotic products. I plan to build this. The guy's like, what 12-year-old talks like this? I said, my grandkid. I mean, blew the guy. He, he's going to get the scholarship. Blew the guy away. He had his college picked out. His, his, his field of study, he says, happy. He said, I study that you guys have this field, so I can't wait to be able to do, do this here at 12 and 13. He's already, built, he's already built my first robot already. And you guys have robots in, in your school. I can't wait to come here to build me, build me another robot that can do more things. He said, I'm going to go to MIT and build this. I mean, he just rattled off all he's going to do. The guy was like, good night. What 12 year old talks like this? Why? I tell my grandkids, you don't see it, you can't achieve it. All dreams start in your mind first, and then you walk them out. You work them out. You don't see it here. You won't see it here. He sees himself being great because why? Papa tell him he's great. You're amazing. I tell my my grandkids, your fifth one's made, apple of God's eye, blessed. I want them to know that. So why? They believe that they become all that God wants them to become. Tell them at twelve. I'm telling you at 11, I'm telling you at 3. You still have God's potential in your life. But you can't get there until you learn to die to yourself. Until you learn to give yourself. Until you learn to give it all to God. Because none of this stuff meets you in heaven. Until you learn that, you always just walk this life. You will Miranda through this life aimlessly accomplishing nothing. Impacting no one's life, impacting no one's no one's society, you just live. I don't know about you. I do not want to just live. Anybody agree with that? I want to do something that impacts society. If it's just being part of something bigger than me, then put me part of something that I can change society with. It's got to be spiritual, beloved. You got to die to yourself. So that you through his poverty might become what? That's us. Christ came down, came low, that we who should be in poverty can become what? Rich. Fulfill all he's put in you to the glory of God.
It's going to be, I'm going to spend my last quarter of my life telling you this over and over again until you get it. Because when I see God, I will not be ashamed of what I've done for you, what I should have done. You are fearful when it's made. You are the apple of God's eye. And you are blessed to be a blessing. It's my calling life to get you to be where you should be in God if you would sacrifice and give in such a way that it hurts, it costs something, and you've emptied yourself to the glory of God. Father God, thank you today for your people. Thank you for your word. I pray, God, that they get it. Because, God, life is too precious to waste, to waste our time. There's too much at stake. There's destiny. There's people. There are people right now who, are, who will die and, and won't fulfill their life. We have not arrived at their point to touch them. I thank God for the people that touched my life to put me here. That they were there when I needed them. And they spoke the words of truth into my life, like a BYM today. And God, there's someone here right now who should be at a certain spot for someone else. They can change their life for the better. Oh, God, please, help us be sacrificial. Help us to be spiritual people. We can die to ourselves because you have so much more for us to do. We are in for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.